Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Cliff Ravenscraft here, and I am super excited once again to share with you what I have planned to share today. A couple of weeks ago, I had announced that I was going to start a brand new podcast called The Audio Journal. Now, the idea originally of The Audio Journal was for me to create a podcast where I would have the freedom to create any style of content that I feel led to create, whether that be out in the field while I'm out for a walk or if I'm driving the car or just anywhere I feel inspired to hit record and start talking, I have the freedom to do that with my digital audio recorder. And I had started to implement in the Cliff Ravenscraft show a few episodes here and there of that digital audio journal format. And well, quite frankly, I didn't feel like it fit. I I got some feedback from folks that said, that's really not my favorite thing. I really enjoy the content, Cliff, that you take the time to think a great deal about, that you prepare an outline for, and that, well, it's there's no rambling. <laughs> you know, I, I like it when you're very intentional about the message that you're sharing. My time is valuable, and I, I want to make sure that I don't waste it hearing you say for 60 minutes something that could have quite frankly been said in about 25 minutes. Now, People were very courteous, very kind in their responses, and I understood it, while at the same time, I have had a number of people in my community that says, Cliff, oh my gosh, this is like the old Pursuing a Balanced Life days, and I loved when you would just go out and just, without a plan, you just hit the record button, and you just say whatever came to your mind, and I, quite frankly, I enjoy that content, and I love that content. And, well, I'm like, how can I, I want to create that kind of content. So I launched this separate podcast called The Audio Journal, and I'm like, if people really love it, why don't we just kick it up a notch, and I'll turn it into a premium podcast. $10 a month is all I'm asking. The cool thing about charging, it's not a public podcast. It allows me to even be a little bit more authentic, a little bit more real about what's exactly going on behind the scenes. And well, being extremely authentic to the core, uh, it's kind of crazy just how much I have shared so far in the audio journal. Now, the reality is, is that I've had lots of conversations with people in my community. By the way, as of today, just a few weeks into this, I currently have 39 subscribers to the audio journal, and 100% of them are absolutely loving it. 
And that's great, but I've had lots of conversations with people that I thought would have already signed up by now, and it was interesting. Some some folks were like, Cliff, you know, I, I thought that I would sign up, and I've been thinking about it, but quite frankly, I feel like I could just get that in your vlog, and I could just get that in Instagram, and your Facebook Lives, and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, you're probably right. All of the content that I'm putting into the audio journal, that typically has been what I've used those platforms that you've mentioned in the past for. But one thing that I'm doing right now is I'm I'm becoming more intentional in the public-facing content that I create. I want to make sure that that content is anything that I put on my YouTube channel, anything that I put into Instagram, anything that I put into Facebook Lives, anything that I, and certainly anything I put into the Cliff Ravenscraft show, I want any piece of content I put out in public to be a great first impression. I want it to be a great representation of the quality that I bring to the table. And so for that reason, some of that content that used to make it into quote-unquote daily vlogs, it's not there anymore. I'm still creating YouTube content, but when I create YouTube content, I'm creating YouTube content with more preparation, more of an outline, a message that's well thought out in advance. I know the destination before I hit the record button on the the video camera. So, and and of course, as soon as they heard that, and it's like, yeah, I've noticed that I haven't seen as much. And well, and those folks immediately joined and and signed up for the audio journal, and they are getting exactly what they were looking for. But here's what I want to tell you: is I've had some conversations with some folks who said, Cliff. You know, quite frankly, the way that you describe the audio journal, that, that, that the, it, you created this so that you'd have the freedom to create that content where there was really no boundaries of, and expectations that you're going to think about things ahead of time. You're just going to have the freedom just to free, free, throw, free flow your thoughts. And I just don't find that all that appealing. And I, I'm thinking of one particular person who I know to be a true fan uh, this member is a member of the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind. This person is somebody who has hired me previously for mentoring. This is somebody who's been through podcasting A to Z, and it's somebody who has been to Free the Dream 2018. So this is a true fan who's saying, Cliff, I, you know, based upon your description of the audio journal, it doesn't sound that appealing to me. And, uh, you know, that sat in my my subconscious mind for a while. <laughs> And and the and I, I get a giggle out of setting in my subconscious mind because you'll get that in just a minute why that that kind of would ring funny for me because of what I'm about ready to share with you. Anyway, I let that sit with me for a while and then I was reading a book by Andy Stanley titled Communicating for a Change. And when I read the book Communicating for a Change by Andy Stanley, it really confirmed my decision that I had made the right decision to change my approach with my YouTube content, the Cliff Ravenscraft Show content, and all of my other public-facing content to where, wait a second, I want to make sure that if I'm hitting record that there's a purpose, there's an intention, there's, there's a burden on my heart of something that needs to be shared, and I want to know exactly what it is that I'm sharing with them. What does my audience need to know as a result of hearing me in this episode? And then I got to thinking, it's like, well, wait a second. I, I'm kind of being lazy with the content that I'm creating in the audio journal, the first few episodes. The, 
you know, it, I do want to be respectful of people's time. You know, it, why, why would I take an hour to say something that I could say in 40 minutes? And I just made a decision after reading the book Communicating for a Change that I wasn't just going to free flow my ideas. I wasn't just going to wing it, if you will. I made the decision that if I'm going to hit the record button, I'm going to know why I'm hitting the record button. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be I'm going to know exactly what it is I want my audience to walk away from from every single episode, even in the audio journal. It's still very authentic. Most every single episode, I think every episode so far has been recorded on a digital audio recorder, but I am even taking more care with the environment in which I'm recording. I am very intentional about creating an outline for some of the content that I'm creating And I want every single episode to be of immense value. And what I want to let you know is that my earlier description of the audio journal is not accurate for what the audio journal has evolved into. Now that I just published my 18th episode, which I'm going to share with you here today in this episode. So what I will share with you, what is the audio journal today? First and foremost, I want you to think of it as this. It's really bonus content for those who love the Cliff Ravenscraft show. Now, I'm still going to be here on a weekly basis with content for the Cliff Ravenscraft show. If you liked the previous two episodes before this one, that's the kind of content you're going to get in the Cliff Ravenscraft show moving forward. Now, the thing is, is the audio journal is still more of a personal, behind-the-scenes story of what's going on. I've give you some example of things that I've shared. I've I've recently tried some new webinar strategies for marketing, and I'm actually talking about the process of setting up my marketing sales funnel and the steps that I'm doing and how long it's taking and why sometimes it's taking that long. I talked about a webinar and the approach that I went into it, and then after I got off the webinar, I I recorded some updates and said, here's what I learned from this experience, and this is what I'm going to do next week and how it's going to be better, and I'll share with you the changes and then how the results are. I'm sharing all of that kind of behind-the-scenes data. In fact, I even shared in one episode of the Audio Journal, I shared a technique that I used to create what's called a one-click registration between Zoom webinars and ConvertKit so that if I send an email to those who are on my ConvertKit email list, if I say, hey, Do you want to sign up for this webinar? If so, click here to be instantly registered rather than what I did before, which is click here to register, and then they go to a page where they have to put in their name and email address. And of course, usually there's this awful CAPTCHA, which some people abandon just because they can't get the CAPTCHA right, right? So anyway, one-click registration to a webinar radically increases the conversion rate of people who opt in and sign up for your webinar, which incredibly increases the number of people who show up live because those people are registered and more people are getting reminded to come, right? So one-click registration, and I share in an episode of the Audio Journal exactly step-by-step. I literally walk you through step-by-step how you do that. So that's the kind of content that I'm sharing there. I recently did episode 17 yesterday, and that episode was an episode where I talked about some new 
daily routines that I've put into place. I have a new morning routine, a work routine, and an evening routine. And I've been talking about how I've, you know, since November, I've been playing around with different early morning routines where I'm waking up every day by 4.30 in the morning and things are incredible. And so I'm sharing an app that I'm using to help me track my morning work and evening routines. And I even shared inside of that episode, episode 17, I shared a tip on how you can save a significant amount of money on all of those apps that you use on your iPhone that have ongoing subscriptions to them. Chances are you could go in and and look at the different things in the iTunes store and, and probably sign up for the same benefits at a lower cost. All of that is in episode 17, for example. So I, I wanted to share with you that if my previous description of what the audio journal was did not sound appealing to you, I wanted to let you know that the show has evolved. It is now high quality content. I'm still out in the field. I'm still with the handheld digital recorder. Most of the content during the winter is going to be recorded probably in the front seat of my car outside of the parking lot of the gym, but it's going to be quality content, highly valuable information in every single episode. That is my commitment. And bonus, my wife is going to join me for one episode per week. My wife and I used to do a show called Family from the Heart. We did that for over 10 years, had a lot of people who loved that content, And Stephanie now has her own business pursuits inside of our business. Stephanie has her own solo podcast called Thriving Mosaic. She's doing a weekly podcast with her best friend, Sarah Rader, called Authentic Life Radio. And Stephanie's created her own personal brand, Thriving Mosaic. She has a website over at stephanieravenscraft.com. She spoke at Free the Dream 2018. She'll be speaking again at Free the Dream 2019. She has dreams of hosting her own women's conferences She and I together are dreaming of entrepreneurial married couples retreats and conferences, like marriage retreats and marriage conferences. We decided that, hey, why don't you come on to the Audio Journal once a week, every week, and let's talk about the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, about how it is for you and I as a husband and wife to work in business together. That is a weekly feature, just an additional bonus piece of content every week in the audio journal. Guys, the audio journal is incredible. The only way I can show you how incredible it is is to give you a sample, and that's what I'm going to share with you right here. What you're about ready to hear is what I just published as episode 18 to the audio journal. I happened to read the introduction and the first chapter of a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. I read that right before I went into the gym this morning, and I felt inspired to pull out my digital audio recorder, and I recorded this. Okay, so episode 18 of the Audio Journal, Cliff Ravenscraft here, recording this on Monday, January 7th, 2019. It is about 6 o'clock in the morning, and I want to just tell you about a book that I'm currently reading. It's called The Power of of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And I got to tell you, this is a book that I have heard a lot about. Many people who are extremely successful have referred to this book as a source of understanding how to get more success in life, to understand the relationship between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. 
And this book falls into a category for me of books that certainly has a lot of valuable principles and I even believe universal truths. But at the same time, there's language that certainly goes up against and grinds very painfully against established, conditioned beliefs in my mind. Mostly that when it comes to a faith perspective and specifically a faith in God. For me, I believe that God is the creator of all things, that he is the infinite intelligence that is behind all things. And I don't believe that anything exists that was not created by God. And yes, I I know that there are are many people out there who listen to me who are not faith-based, that that you maybe are not Christian, or maybe you have a different faith other than my own. And if so, then you probably would never have a problem with reading books like Think and Grow Rich or The Power of Your Subconscious Mind or any of these other books that refer to the unlimited power that is within you to achieve anything and everything you ever want if you could just get in harmony with the universal intelligence and the vibration of energy forces around you and the law of attraction and all of this other stuff. I got to tell you that I have some very strong conditioned beliefs. And for me, uh, if you don't understand what a belief is, a belief is a thought that you feel absolutely certain is true. That's what a belief is. A belief isn't always a fact but a belief is something that you feel is a fact. Does that make sense? Um, But the reality is I, I still have strong beliefs. I still have strong convictions in my faith in God. Now, I will tell you that I have found that a lot of my background as a Christian, I've been conditioned to think and believe things that, quite frankly, I, I, I've since learned are not true. And that they are limiting beliefs that have held me back. And I've been taught these thoughts and have been conditioned to, to accept them as fact and, and truth and to, to believe them. And that my eternal salvation is dependent upon my holding fast to these beliefs. And, I, you know, I, I've, I've reevaluated a lot of things and found that they were limiting me from actually living the life that God created me to live. So, anyway, with all of that being said, there are some challenges or have, no, there have been challenges for me in the past to be able to pick up a book like Think and Grow Rich and just read it for the valuable truths that are contained within And it's this idea that, well, if there's anything in this book that goes completely 100% against my belief that God is the creator of all things and that nothing exists without God, if anybody writes a book, and let's just say that even 40% of that book is filled with extremely valuable truths that you've never heard these truths expressed anywhere else, but these are truths. And if you apply just this 40% of the 100% whole of the book, if you could apply 40% of these principles that are absolutely true, put into existence by God for your use so that you can achieve what he put you on this earth to do, 
if those truths, this is your only exposure to these truths, is this book. You've never heard it anywhere else. Nobody's ever taught this to you before. But they are true. But if 60% of the book attributes all of this to a universal consciousness and an infinite intelligence, and it kind of smacks of the, you know, there's some kind of maybe motive behind the author to exclude God or to even suggest that God doesn't exist and that he's a figment of your imagination and all this other stuff. If the author has anything that smacks of that bent, the tendency for me personally in the past has been to discount the entire book, to put the book down and say, listen, that I can't, it, I can't accept the truth in this book from this author because so much of this just isn't right. I mean, yeah, no. The, the, and, and what I have learned is that, first of all, if something is true, I do believe that it's true because God made it true. I believe that if there is a principle that has been put into place, that if you apply this principle, it works one hundred percent of the time there is never a time that when this principle is put into place this is a universal principle a universal law i believe that if that's the case it's something that god put into motion i believe that it was designed to be used and used effectively and the reality is this that if if the person who is exposing me to this truth for the very first time is telling me a truth the fact that that person may be wrong about a lot of other things doesn't actually make the truth less true okay so with all of that being said there's a lot of material that i read in some of the self-help personal development that bump up against my faith in god because they don't credit god as the source of anything. It, it just seems like God is completely excluded from any of the equation. And that used to be a stumbling block for me to be open-minded about any of the truths in these books. So with all of that being out of the way, I'm reading about this book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And there's a lot of things in here that you know, just in the first chapter in the introduction that talk about the fact that you have this infinite intelligence inside of you and it's your subconscious mind, that our subconscious mind has the ability to tap into the unlimited energy source of the world. I mean, it's we can vibrate on a frequency of, it's, it's like, what? That's so woo-woo. And I just like, okay. And I'm not accepting that as absolute truth. I'm open to hearing your thoughts on this. I want to hear how you came to that conclusion. I'm open to hearing some stories of people. And if you, but, but the thing is, quite frankly, I'm not sure that I buy into all of that stuff. But there is so much in books like Think and Grow Rich. There is so much in just the introduction and the first chapter of the power of your subconscious mind that, yeah. And and there are truths that have been taught by other 
people like in the personal development space that, that I listen to that refer back to these kind of books that what they teach is like, yeah, that's a principle that I've experienced in my life and it happens over and over again. And yeah, that is true. And so what I, I want to do is I just want to, I'm just going to read some highlights from this book. Okay. So let me just read to you some highlights here. Busy your mind with the concepts of harmony, health, and peace, and goodwill, and wonders will happen in your life. You know, think positive thoughts. Now, you might think, whatever you think in your mind, that's what you're going to achieve. You might think, well, that sounds pretty woo-woo. The interesting thing is that the power of your subconscious mind, the first chapter has two scripture quotes in it. So the first one is Mark eleven twenty three. It says, Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. That's in the Bible. Jesus said that. Don't doubt. Believe in your heart. Let's see here. I'm going to find another one. You are a gardener and you are planting seeds. And by the way, he's talking about thoughts. Okay. You're planting thoughts in your subconscious mind all day long. So think about your subconscious mind is a garden. It is the most fertile soil. It is so receptive to whatever you want to plant. If you can imagine the most awesome conditions for planting a garden and you take seeds and plant them in that garden, whatever seeds you plant, that's what's going to grow, all right? And it's going to grow beautifully. So if you can imagine that analogy, you are a gardener and you are planting seeds or thoughts in your subconscious mind all day long based on your habitual thinking. As you sow in your subconscious mind, so shall you reap in your body and in the environment around you. And here's what I can tell you. This is true. In my past, I used to be a very negative person. I used to be very critical. I used to have a victim mentality. And I was planting seeds of limiting beliefs in the garden of my subconscious mind. And my subconscious mind then allowed me to grow my life into the realization of my thoughts. Whatever I believed about life and how it should be and and how it was, that's what grew to be expressed in my environment around me and in my body. The thoughts that I was planting in my subconscious mind allowed me to become a guy who almost weighed 300 pounds. The thoughts in my subconscious mind that I planted allowed me to live a life where I was willing to just survive and go along with the mainstream understanding of what it is to have work and vacation and all this other stuff. And, And I allowed myself to spend a lot of time pursuing a career that meant nothing to me personally, that did not give me any happiness, any fulfillment, any joy in life. It just Uh, you know, I just was reaping what I was sowing. I had all of these beliefs about how life should be based upon the limiting beliefs of everyone else. And, and I planted those thoughts as seeds in my subconscious mind and I reaped what I sowed. So there we go. Every thought is therefore a cause and every condition is an effect. 
For this reason, it is essential that you take charge of your thoughts as to bring forth only desirable conditions. Okay, that's another highlight in here. Here we go. To remove discord, confusion, lack, and limitation, you must remove the cause. And the cause is the way you are using your conscious mind. In other words, the way you are thinking and picturing in your mind. So, for example, if I have been experiencing some financial challenges for the first time in a long time, you guys have heard me share in the earlier episodes of the audio journal. It's like, man, this is the first time things have been this tight. The interesting thing is in 2008, I was experiencing financial challenges. You know, it's just like, wow, things are extremely tight right now. But I really struggled with a lot of negative thoughts. It's like uh, I had a mindset of scarcity that it's going to take forever. I, I'm, I need to go to the lowest common denominator. I need to go and do the cheapest thing possible, anything and everything to earn money. I just had some really negative thoughts that I had uh, that I believed. And so therefore, I ended up working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, every single week for nine months of 2008, the first nine months of 2008, without a single day off. And well, those were the seeds that I planted in my subconscious mind and the reality of my conditions of my life. I grew in my conscious life, in in my outward life, what I had planted in, in my mind. And it was only after I started reading a lot of books about personal and professional development, about having a positive mindset and understanding the fact that there's an abundance out there, that it's that there is not a lack of resources, that anything and everything that I need for me to achieve what I was put on this earth to do is available to me, that God created me for a purpose but he didn't create me for a purpose without the resources to obtain that, to attain that purpose. So as soon as I started to change my thoughts and I started to plant different seeds into my garden of my subconscious mind, then all of a sudden I started to reap a different harvest. Now, the thing is, is that it was difficult at first because, well, quite frankly, I still had lots of weeds that I had been planting in that garden. And so over time, I've had to not only plant new seeds, but when they, when the, when the beautiful, green, lush, wonderful, life-giving plants were coming forth and sprouting, there were weeds trying to choke out that new life. And so over time, I had to go in and evaluate the limiting beliefs that I had planted previously and yank those things out of the garden of my mind. And so... To remove discord, confusion, lack, and limitation, you must remove the cause. And the cause is the way that you're using your conscious mind. So in other words, the way that you're thinking and picturing in your mind. I used to think a lot of negative things. What, oh man, matter of fact, if you think about any time you worry or have anxiety, you are picturing negative things that could happen to you. And in a way, your focus and, and not that not that negative thoughts will never happen to you it, i don't i don't know anybody that doesn't you know have a negative thought or a feeling of worry or a feeling a feeling of anxiety or a fear that comes to them I, I there i don't I have not met a person who's ever said i never deal with any of that anymore but successful people today 
the ones that actually achieve their dreams, the ones who are actively growing closer to the purpose for which God has created them to do. And it seems like they're doing it in leaps and bounds beyond what we ever think is possible. The reason they're able to do it is because they don't dwell on those thoughts. They don't dwell on that worry. They don't dwell on that anxiety. They say, huh, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling worried. They evaluate what is the thought that's causing that? What is the worst thing that can happen? Let me process this thought. Okay, I don't believe that to be true. Here's what I know to be true. Here's what's going on. And here's why I'm going to get through this. And so if you've been listening to the earlier episodes of the audio journal, I may be experiencing similar issues on the outward side as a result of starting a brand new business from scratch. But if you look at the decisions that I've made and and the results that I'm getting, getting today, I've been able to do more in 18 months in a brand new business as the mindset answer man that it actually took me 10 years to get these results as the podcast answer man. And by the way, in in logical, it would be easy for a lot of people to believe that quite frankly, it's, it's easier to attain success with the marketable skill of podcasting than the mindset guy. In fact, I've had many people tell me that, but I did not plant that seed in my subconscious mind. I realized that's a limiting belief. I can make a living by creating content that encourages, inspires, educates, and motivates others. I can be an encourager. I can live the life. I can live a prosperous, profitable life and have a business that allows me to do exactly what I was put on this earth to do, which is to entertain people, educate people, encourage and inspire people. And I don't have to hide it with some other marketable skill, such as teaching people how to podcast. Actually, entertaining, educating, encouraging and inspiring others is a marketable skill. And that's the one I want to get paid for. And that's the thought that I began to plant in my subconscious mind. And it's the garden of life that's growing in and around me. So with all of that being said, (laughs) let me see if I got another one. Here we go. Most of the great scientists, artists, poets, singers, writers, and inventors have a deep understanding of the workings of the conscious and subconscious minds. One time, Caruso, a great operatic tenor, was struck with stage fright. He said his throat was paralyzed due to spasms caused by intense fear, which constricted the muscles of his throat. Perspiration poured copiously down his face. He was ashamed because in a few minutes he had to go out on the stage, yet he was shaking with fear and trepidation. He said, they will laugh at me. I can't sing. Then he shouted in the presence of those behind the stage, the little me wants to strangle the big me within. He said to the little me, get out of here. The big me wants to sing through me. By big me, he meant the limitless power and wisdom of his subconscious mind. And he began to shout, get out of me. The big me is going to sing. His subconscious mind responded, releasing the vital forces within him. When the call came, he walked out on the stage and sang gloriously and majestically, enthralling the audience. It is obvious to you now 
that Caruso must have understood the two levels of the mind, the conscious or rational and the subconscious or irrational level. Your subconscious mind is reactive and responds to the nature of your thoughts. When your conscious mind, the little me, is full of fear, worry, anxiety, the negative emotions engendered in your subconscious mind, the big me, are released and flood the conscious mind with a sense of panic, foreboding, and despair. When this happens, you can, like Caruso, speak affirmatively and with deep sense of authority to your irrational emotions generated in your deeper mind as follows. Be still and quiet. I am in control. You must obey me. You are subject to my command. You cannot intrude where you do not belong. It is fascinatingly and intensely interesting to observe how you can speak authoritatively and with conviction to the irrational movement of your deeper self by bringing silence, harmony, and peace to your mind. The subconscious mind is subject to the conscious mind, and that is why it is called the subconscious or subjective. Okay, now... I read all of this and I'm like, that's a great story. And you know what? There have been times where what this guy is saying is absolutely true. As a public speaker, there have been times where I've prepared and I've prepared and I've prepared. And the night before I get up to, the night before I'm supposed to speak at a conference, I can't sleep at night. I wake up in the morning and I have leg cramps or Charlie horses. There are sometimes I'm sick to my stomach. What happens is I am planting seeds, thoughts of all the things that could potentially go wrong as a result of getting up and speaking in front of an audience. All of those seeds, all of those negative thoughts, all of those, all of that anxiety, all of that worry was planted in. And basically what I'm telling my subconscious mind is that I'm going to do terrible. All all sorts of bad things are going to happen to me. And all of a sudden, my subconscious mind floods me with all of that stuff. It shows up in my physical world, in my physical body. So much so that I'm paralyzed with fear all the way up. There are times when I'll have like my my voice is starting to crack in the morning and and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And I get up on stage and I used to be visibly shaken to my core with fear for the first five to 10 minutes of any talk I ever gave. It was absolutely horrid. And then finally, I'm like, wait a second, I'm up here. I'm not dying. I'm okay. These people are smiling. And I'm actually starting to plant some different thoughts in my subconscious mind. And then instantly... I'm feeling confident and I, I don't have those ailments in my body anymore and I feel great. And by the end of the talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this next time. And then the next time would come around a couple of days or weeks or months later and I would go through it all again. Well, this story of the operatic singer and saying, hey, go away. What I've learned is I could actually tell my mind to do that when I start feeling the anxiety and the worry in the days and hours leading up to that speaking gig. And I don't have that fear. I do not have that anxiety about getting on this stage. All right, let me read this other highlight here. It kind of talks about a captain of a bridge of a ship 
and I know it's talking about boilers and stuff like that. So it's kind of more of a, a ship like on, you know, an ocean liner, if you will. But for me, I think of my Star Trek, you know, or something like that. And so I think about Captain Picard and, and I think about Geordi and the guys in engineering. But anyway, you'll get the idea of what I'm talking about. So here's, here's the quote. The conscious mind is like the navigator or captain at the bridge of a ship. He directs the ship and signals orders to the men in the engine room, who in turn control all of the boilers, instruments, gauges, etc. The men in the engine room do not know where they are going. They follow orders. They would go on the rocks if a man on the bridge issued faulty or wrong instructions based upon his findings with the compass, sextant, or other instruments. The men in the engine room obey him because he is in charge and issues orders which are automatically obeyed. So this right here, this analogy is the most awesome analogy I've heard to date that really resonated with me about how the subconscious mind works. To think that I have the Starship Enterprise at my disposal. I can go anywhere I want and I am at the helm and I get to choose where I go. But the reality is, is for me, if I'm Captain Picard, <laughs> this is crazy. If I'm Captain Picard, I say, listen, I want to go in this direction. For me, I'm heading down a path where I see myself in a stadium hosting events where tens of thousands of people are going. That's the place that I'm navigating towards. That's the picture that I see. That's the destination. That's the course that I'm plotting. Engine room. I need you to plot in these coordinates and get me there. And your subconscious mind says, okay, this is what he wants. And all those orders have to be obeyed. And the subconscious mind has all sorts of instruments. It's got power. It's got resources as far as information. It's got access to so much experience. Our subconscious mind has memories of everything that we... It's it's stored all of this information of everything we've ever taken in all of our lives. It's all there somewhere in our subconscious mind stored. And even if we don't have the computer database that currently has the information... That computer database inside of there says, hey, this information, the the file necessary to get us this coordinates to go to the next waypoint, we don't have the exact coordinates of that. But we do know of a place where that information can be found. And so the engineering room says, hey, we need to go and get this. And then as the captain of the ship, it says, okay, I need to go here. So, okay, well... I'm going to, where's that source of information at? Well, that source of information is with somebody else who has already done what I want to do. So I I schedule a call with a friend of mine who has already achieved this before. And I say, hey, can can I tap in? Can we create a link between your subconscious mind and my subconscious mind? I know this sounds crazy. All right, but bear with me. What I need to do is I need to tap into your subconscious mind, your storehouse of stored experience, knowledge, education, experience of your walking on this planet and everything you've ever experienced. I want to ask you, hey, 
how did you do this and what things have you experienced and what would you, knowing everything you know today, if you wanted to do what I'm doing here, what would you tell me would be the next logical step or a couple things that I need to know? And now here's the thing, the conscious mind of my friend, let's just say it's my friend Ray Edwards. My friend Ray Edwards, before this conversation, before I got on the phone or a FaceTime call or a Zoom call with my friend Ray Edwards, his conscious mind was not thinking about these things. He was thinking about the things his conscious mind was churning on, right? But now all of a sudden, I've got onto a call with Ray Edwards and he's like saying, hmm, okay, subconscious mind, I need you to recall information related to the times when I did my event, when I did my marketing, when I did this sales campaign, when I sent that email, okay? All of my experience, Cliff's asking for information. He wants my top five tips on what he of what I would do today if I was in his position in these scenarios. He asks for that information. His subconscious mind gives it to his conscious mind because he ordered it to. He then transfers that consciously using his conscious mind to my conscious mind, which I then give all of that to my subconscious mind. And it says, great, that's exactly what we needed. We'll go to work with that. The results are going to be based upon what it tells us to do. And then we're going to go and set a course and a destination. We're going to go after that. But the reality is, is we have all of this stuff. And if we don't believe that it's possible to fill a stadium with tens of thousands of people, then you'll never ask your subconscious mind to start getting you closer to it. Does that make sense? Anyway, so... Here are some other highlights. Your subconscious mind takes the orders you give it based upon what your conscious mind believes and accepts as true. Here's another one. When you repeatedly say to people, I can't afford it, then your subconscious mind takes you at your word and sees to it that you will not be in a position to purchase what you want. Think about that one. All right, next one. As long as you persist in saying, I can't afford that car, that trip to Europe, that home, that fur coat, you can rest assured that your subconscious mind will follow your orders and you will go through life experiencing the lack of all of these things. Guys, I have proof that this is true. The house that I'm living in today is an exact example of this. The trip that I took my family to Europe for two weeks is an exact example of this. Those were both things that I absolutely was certain was not possible. And I continued to live with those things not being an experience in my life. And my house was literally not possible. The house that I'm living today, it was absolutely impossible for me to build until the very day I dreamed that I must live in one. Live in matter of fact, the house that I live in today, one day in an instant, I believed that I must have this. And that day was the day that I planted that seed in my subconscious mind. The very next morning I had plans on how to achieve it. And those plans were carried out. And nine months later, I lived in the house that nine months and one day earlier was impossible. And not only could we afford it, but we had an extra $60,000 above and beyond what we needed. It was incredible. Anyway, 
Here's another one. Never finish a negative statement. Reverse it immediately and wonders will happen in your life. Never finish a negative statement. Here are, by the way, um, uh, these are, again, quotes. And here's the other quote quote from the Bible, Philippians 4, 8. um, Whatever... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they be of any virtue, if they be of any praise, think on these things. This is a biblical principle. By the way, this is why I do not watch the news. That is not the seeds that I want to plant in my subconscious mind. I believe that the world is awesome. I do. I yeah, I I I'm I'm not unaware of the terrible things that happen in our world. I'm not a, unaware of the tragedy, but you know what? I'm working on the things that I can do to improve this world. And I believe that there is an infinite amount of possibility for us to make positive changes and positive difference in this world. And I don't believe that focusing on the negative is going to help us get there. Anyway, that's my belief. So there's a summary of ideas in the end of chapter one of this book. And I'm going to just read these for you. Uh, Number one, the treasure house is within you. Look within for the answer to your heart's desire. Number two, the great secret possessed by the great men of all ages was their ability to contact and release the powers of their subconscious mind. You can do the same. Number three, your subconscious mind has the answer to all problems. If you suggest to your subconscious prior to sleep, I want to get up at 6 a.m., it will awaken you at that exact time. Guys, this is another one that I can tell you. I made the decision on October 31st, I want to get up at 4.30 every single morning. I told you that in November, I woke up every single morning at 4.30 every in the morning. I will tell you that, let's just say the entire month of November, successfully by 4.31 a.m., my feet were on the floor. I would say in the entire month of November, there were only about three days that actually my alarm on my watch woke me up. Only three days. Why? Because I have set in my subconscious mind, I have told my subconscious mind, I've commanded my subconscious mind, I will be awake and my feet will be on the floor by 4.31 a.m. every morning. And every single morning, without fail, my subconscious mind wakes me up around 4.10 every morning. And I lay there for a little bit and I'm like, and I look at my watch and it's like 4.10. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to just, I'm going to lay back here, just going to relax and stuff like that. My watch will vibrate at 4.30 and I will instantly get out of bed. And the next thing you know, I, I allow myself to doze back off just a little bit. I just relax. I'm thinking about, you know, what am I going to do today? What good do I want to accomplish? My day is going to go well. I'm going to have a great workout. I'm going to create some wonderful content. I'm going to build some great relationships. And I'm just kind of just, and I slightly doze off. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, is it time to get up yet? And I look at my watch and it's like 420. And it's like, what? That was only 10 minutes. I feel like that was an hour, but it's 420. And I'm like, well, it's close enough. And I literally hop straight out of bed and I turn off my alarm and I start my day at 420. Because why? Because that, well, if you suggest to your subconscious mind 
prior to sleep, I want to get up at 6 a.m., it will awaken you at that exact time. Try it. See if it doesn't work for you. Uh, Anyway, your subconscious mind is the builder of your body and can heal you. Lull yourself to sleep every night with the idea of perfect health. And your subconscious, being your faithful servant, will obey you. Now, this one, my friends, I will tell you, I'm actually starting to come around to the idea of the power of our subconscious mind to even heal our bodies. I listened to two or three different interviews with highly respected doctors who have lots of documented cases of people healing their bodies without medicine, but with the power of their mind. And it's, I think it's a field called epigenetics, epigenetics. Anyway, the, the idea is if you, well, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but explain, explain to you whenever there is a clinical trial for a drug, it's required that there be three blind tests that are done before a drug can be approved. And in a blind test, what they do is they give uh, those who sign up for the drug trial, they're all told that they're going to be given the drug, right? But 50% are given a placebo or just a sugar pill or whatever, you know, a saline. But the thing is, is that 100% of them believe that they're getting this medicine, this experimental drug, and 50% of them are getting no, they're not getting any chemical. They're not getting any drug. They're just getting the thought of having a drug, a thought of something that's going to bring healing. But they're all taught about this drug and how it works and what it's going to do in their body and how it's going to promote the healing and how it's supposed to work. And get this, the placebo from what I just recently heard from a medical doctor is somewhere between 10% to 100% effective. The placebo is 10% to 100% effective in curing people of their ailments. And why? It's what they believe and it's the seeds that they sow. Anyway, I'm becoming to be more and more open to the idea of the power of the subconscious mind in that area. Anyway, number five, every thought is a cause and your condition that you have in life or your results in life are simply the effect. So your thoughts and emotions lead to your actions. So your thoughts uh, that you plant as seeds into your mind and what you believe are instructions to your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the one that then uh, promotes what you feel and how you act, and how you act equals the results you get in life. This is exactly what I now know to be true. Number six, if you wanna write a book, write a wonderful play, give a better talk to your audience, convey an idea lovingly and feelingly to your subconscious mind, and it will respond accordingly. I'll say that again because some of you are content creators just like myself. If you want to write a book, write a wonderful play, give a better talk to your audience, or if you want to create an amazing podcast episode or a, a brand new course, here's what you have to do. Convey the idea lovingly and feelingly to your subconscious mind and it will respond accordingly. And it always has for me. Number seven, you are like a captain navigating a ship. You must give the right orders and the right images of what you want. Here's number eight. Never use terms, I can't afford it or I can't do this. Your subconscious mind will take you at your word and cease to it that you do not have the money or the ability to do what you want to do. Affirm instead, I can do all things 
through the power of my subconscious mind. All right? And if it makes you feel better, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things that I've been created to do for the things that God has designed me to do, the purpose that he has created me for. Before I was in my mother's womb, he knew my purpose and my purpose is possible and all the resources for my purpose are available to me. That's my, that's how I do this. Number nine, the law of life is the law of belief. A belief is a thought in your mind. Do not believe in things to harm or hurt you. Believe in the power of your subconscious mind to heal, inspire, strengthen, and prosper you. According to your belief, it is done unto you. And then number 10, change your thoughts and you will change your destiny. That, my friends, is my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and beliefs as a result of the introduction in the first chapter of what's the book called? The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Well, there you go, my friends. That is what is going down inside of the Audio Journal podcast. I would love to have you as a subscriber to the Audio Journal. In fact, my dream, my desire after talking about these 1,000 true fans, my desire, my dream is to get 1,000 of you to subscribe to the Audio Journal podcast by the end of December 2019. So if you have enjoyed the Cliff Ravenscraft show, just know that it's going to be bonus content, additional, highly valuable, highly actionable, inspirational, educational content, and it's only $10 a month. And you get at least one episode. Actually, I would say it's going to be at least two episodes a month because I know Stephanie and I are going to always do an episode together, and I will always do a solo episode every single week. So it's going to be plenty of extra content there for you, and again... I would I would love for you to check out the Audio Journal podcast. Subscribe today. Head over to mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. Again, that's mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. That'll just forward you over to patreon.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. So whichever way is easiest for you to get there and hit subscribe. And by the way, if you didn't hear previously, as a subscriber to the Audio Journal via Patreon, you will be able to take your podcast feed. You will have a private podcast feed that only you can use in your favorite podcast app. In fact, as after you sign up, as soon as you subscribe to the, set up your payment and, and say, Cliff, I want to support Cliff's audio journal podcast, you'll be taken to a thank you page. And I have a YouTube video where I have a screencast tutorial showing you exactly step by step how you can add your podcast feed from Patreon uh, for the audio journal inside of the Apple Podcasts app, the Overcast app, or even Pocket Casts. Check it out, mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal or patreon.com slash Ravenscraft. My friends, thank you so much, and I will be back again next week. And until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.